With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Will Daniel Hunter lead the Vikings to a uh, playoff berth? It's going to be an interesting conversation. Vikings currently sit at six and six. And Hunter is one of the best sack artists in the league with 13 and a half sacks. How is the Vikings path to make the playoffs? Is it likely? Is it unlikely? What shot do they have at winning the NFC North? We're going to talk about all that and more here on The Real Forno Show. The Real Forno Show, hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network, publisher of Substack Run in Shooter, Host of the good, the bad, and the hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Real Forno Show. I'm your host, Tyler Fornis. And as always, English schoolboy Dave in the top right corner. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great today. It's Monday. And we all gotta love Monday. Another day closer to uh Christmas, so it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, except Mondays normally suck. Uh, today was very weird for me because I didn't have any post game content to do. Um, the Vikings obviously haven't played a game in a week, and we are now done with the bye, and the Vikings are back to business. Um, I, I, I want to start here before we have this playoff conversation. There were some that were criticizing quarterback Kirk Cousins for being on vacation and not on the sidelines. You shouldn't have Kirk Cousins on the sidelines. Absolutely not. Uh, Why? Because he has a torn Achilles and he can't flex his foot. 
He's not. It's supposed to be completely immobile. I believe it's for 12 weeks. He's not supposed to do anything like that. So you have him on the sidelines. Well, guess what? All of a sudden you have Justin Fields getting pushed out of bounds right into Kirk Cousins. And that can completely screw up the injury. He was on vacation with his family. And Which, that vaca- those vacation pictures were taken during the actual bye week. Who cares? Which like, is normal for players to schedule many vacations during the bye week. Yeah, it's it's a big nothing burger. And I, I'll be honest, I was disappointed seeing people attack him. Like they wouldn't allow him on the sidelines anyways. Like, no, you don't have him on the sidelines because he can get even more hurt. And that's not worth it for Kirk. That's not worth it for the Vikings. That's not worth it for perception because then all of a sudden you're talking about, Oh, a free agent singing about coming here. Well, Dave, that free agent might not want to come here. If they, if they see that kind of stuff, there's a reason why the Vikings have a great NFL PA report card. It's because they do right by the team and they do right by the players. You don't want to put people in bad positions. Kirk cousins shouldn't be walking. Kirk cousins should not have weight on his foot and should not be flexing that Achilles. Don't have him on the sidelines. He can help during the week. He can do this, that, or the other thing. But And you could argue, oh, maybe he should have been in the booth. You know what? Maybe they'll have him in the booth. But this criticism is just a bunch of crap, and I just wanted to point that out. It's... Understand what, what reality is in these situations before you jump down somebody's throat, especially during a bye week where everybody takes a vacation. It's borderline encouraged for you to take a vacation. Why? It's a mental reset. Gives you time to relax. Gives your body time to heal. Sitting on a beach for three days is healthy for these football players. So as I just realized, oh, I have um, eclair drool on my shirt. (laughs) Um, I wondered what that was. It's, it's been, it's been a rough day for eclair. She's, just now started to eat her breakfast um, about 20 minutes ago. Um, but we're working through it. She had a very good weekend after seeing the neurologist on Friday. So we're hoping good. that it's a start of a turnaround. Um, it's either meningitis or a brain tumor. And meningitis in dogs is actually not bad like it is in humans. It's an autoimmune thing that can be controlled. So it's, I mean, it's not good but it's significantly better than when in humans, it can easily mean death. It's not that way with dogs. So that's a net positive here. Now we'll kind of find out how things progress over the next couple of weeks and see how, how she improves. But if the last two days are anything, it's a good thought. Good sign. Good sign. Good. But let's have a conversation about these Vikings. And I want your opinion here, Dave, before we really dive into the playoffs, because I think This is a big part of that conversation. I did not get a chance to fully watch two old bloggers this weekend because I've been chaotically busy. And so I don't know what your and Darren's takes were on the subject. Well, I want to know who you, who you would start at quarterback and two, who you think the Vikings will start a quarterback. Okay. Uh, I was clear about it. And I apologize to any viewers that we lost on Saturday because we went through, we were 
most of the way through theme one, and my computer flipped out. I don't know if I got a power surge, which I doubt because I got surge protectors and all that stuff, but it just flipped out. All sorts of things went wrong. We had to kill the stream and then restart the stream after Darren had given his opinion on who should be quarterback. I then gave mine. And out of the three, I said, I want, now this is a want, Jaron Hall, because I think what he did in that first game, if he can repeat that, I think we're in great shape. And he has thrown, hopefully, some passes to Justin Jefferson at some point in time and go from there. I think it'd be a great way to go on from there. What I think is going to happen, however, is that from what we're hearing from Diana Russini this weekend, is they're coming back to Dobbs. That KOC may have over-tried to bring Dobbs into the KOC slash Kirk Cousins style of football play. He may be reevaluating that and going now more to what they preach all the time, maximizing their players' strengths and designing the scheme around that, he may be doing that and still trying to bring what Dobbs can bring to us. When Dobbs is on fire, he's on fire. One, he's mobile. He can run. That helps. We haven't had that. Two, he's got an adequate arm. Now, is the timing exactly perfect because of rhythm and all that stuff that he preached about? No. But it's going to get better and better as the weeks go on. And then, finally, I think if KOC brings in the leaders of the team and asks, hey, who do you want to go with? I think they believe Dobbs gives them the best chance to win and thus make the playoffs. And I think they're going to go with Dobbs. I have a different opinion. Um, I'm with you. I think they should start Jaron Hall because I group these quarterbacks in the same bucket, Dave. And I think that they're kind of the same. They're not the same. But if you were to grade them out on a scale of one to ten, I think they'd all grade out around the same. Probably around a five or a six. And at that point, you already know the ceilings for Josh Dobbs. You already know the ceiling for Nick Mullins. You don't know the ceiling for Jaron Hall. And you have a great defense that you can rely on to be great. That's proven over the course of the last six, seven, eight weeks. Let's see what happens with the rookie. Let's see how he can continue to progress. Let's see if you can reach heights that you didn't know were there or that you thought, hey, maybe they're there. That's why we're going to take him in round five. Let's see what happens. And I think you can you can have the luxury, excuse me, to do that because of where you're at. You're six and six. You already hold a playoff spot. And let's see how you can continue to grow and grow and grow. And maybe this is the quarterback of the future. I think that alone with the other two quarterbacks being not certainties. They're not phenomenal players. They're not hey, this guy's the future of the franchise. They're good backups. I think Mullins is one of the best backups in football. And by backups, I mean, you look at this guy and he's a backup. He's not a quarterback of the future. He's a backup. And I, I think guys who are second string, you can kind of put into multiple buckets. Mullins is a backup quarterback. 
I would. I think the Vikings are going to start Nick Mullins, and here's why. That was this their offense, thought. As this well. offense is so it's so predicated on timing and precision and throwing not just an accurate football, but a well placed football. Because Josh Jobs, like, go back to that fourth down against the Bears. T.J. Hawkinson has to like jump up to get the ball, and it's throw not placed properly, but it's still what you call an accurate football. Accurate accuracy is like a rectangle. Ball placement is a square. Good placed ball is always an accurate ball. An accurate ball is not always a good placed ball. The ball was not placed in the right spot. Cost the Vikings a first down. End of story. So what Dobbs doesn't give you, Mullins does. Mullins is going to throw an accurate, well-placed football with timing and rhythm. Dobbs is going to give you some other things. But this offense and how it's currently constructed is so predicated on that principle. And that's why Kirk Cousins was so effective early on the season. Rhythm, ball placement. I think if you're you giving bring in Mullins a little too much credit. Listen, you have a good offensive line, and I think that is another important cog in this wheel. Mullins is not the kind of guy who's going to deal well with pressure. He is not the kind of guy who's going to be able to evade it. He needs a good offensive line, and the Vikings have that. You give Mullins a five-step drop, he's got to hit that in route. He's going to get you the timing, precision, and placement. Dobbs is going to be a little bit all over the place with the placement. And I think that is the difference and why I think O'Connell is going to transition. And it's not an indoctrination on mobile quarterbacks in general or Dobbs himself. It's just we understand what's going on and what this offense is, and we need to combat it, and we need to figure out how we can maximize these players. And I think the way to do that right now with everything factored in is just that. Get a guy in there who's going to throw a well-placed football. And that's Nick Bones. Bones ain't great. He's not going to be this savior. He's not going to be, oh, we need to start this guy next year. No, but he's going to be consistent. And he is the fifth fastest player ever to throw for 4,000 yards. He has had success throwing the football. His record isn't great. He's five and 12 as a starter. There has been moments of real success from Mullins. And I think that is going to translate for what Kevin O'Connell wants to do. Because if he really wanted Dobbs to be a true dual threat guy like that, he would have more quickly installed some basic rush concepts, quarterback power on like a read option stuff. That's not going to take a lot of extra knowledge with the playbook because most of these guys have already run concepts like that in college, basic concepts like wide zone is a basic concept. Curl flat, which everybody knows from Madden is a basic concept. You send the inside guy to the flat, send the outside guy in a little curl route. We're not asking for them to change the wheel here. We're asking for them to do the little things and it's driving me absolutely nuts that this is angled that this, this camera rules Dave and I hate it at the same time. It's wild. <laughs> uh, That's a good position. Well, you need to either position the camera or yourself just a little bit. So it, yeah. There. See when you went over it corrected. Well, I, I do a lot of stuff with my hands, so that's going to get moving. And it again. wants it's to gonna... track the hands. 
You know you could turn the tracking off. Oh. Well, hell, we're going to do that. Ospot, come to Tyler. But yeah, that, that's kind of how I think the Vikings are going to do it, Dave. I, I think that they're going to kind of see Mullins as the guy to play like Kirk. And considering the lack of success that we've had on an overall scale with Dobbs. Now, I think it's fair that you don't... But, let let me ref, let me start over here. So I we've think made it, arguments for all three. I th- I think the big thing with Dobbs, Dave, is he hasn't had any sustained success. Uh, he is the well, the second team's got real film on him running the real Kevin O'Connell offense. The last ten quarters have been kind of. The Vikings won one of those games. They probably should have won the next two, and they didn't. They lost by a total of four points. At a certain point, you have to kind of look and reflect, and Dobbs wasn't great. He struggled. And let's be honest, even with the Dobbs trade, if Mullins was hurt, he would have gotten the job right away. And I think that factors in here. It's not, hey, Dobbs sucks. Let's just try another guy. No. Dobbs isn't playing very well. So we're going to give it to the guy who would have gotten it anyways. Nick but as Anthony said, if Hall had continued, hadn't gotten hurt and continued to play well in the Atlanta game, Hall may be our starter right now. And he only got that shot because Mullins was hurt. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I think that's where this all matters, Dave. This all has connective tissue. Mullins is the connective tissue. If he's not hurt, he's start. He's playing. It's, it's really that simple. And to see the Dobbs experiment not go as well. I think it's going to transition back to Nick Mullins. And that's not saying that Dobbs is bad. That's not saying anything about Jaron Hall. I really just think that Mullins is going to be the guy and Randy says Mullins has not played yet. Uh, cold as ice. Mullins has now practiced for multiple weeks. And oh, let's remember, he played in the preseason. He practiced for, I think, the first three weeks. And then the Carolina Panthers game, he missed uh, because of his injury. Or Sorry, he got hurt that week. And then he ended up on injured reserve. Well, he came back for the Broncos game. He practiced the whole week before. And then he practiced all week leading up to the Chicago. And now you have two weeks to get him ready. Two weeks to prepare for a guy like Ma- like that has already started in the National Football League. And he's, he's not great. And that's the thing about these quarterbacks. None of them are good. Hall is the only question mark. But it's about trying to maximize what's going on and maximize what you can do right now. None of the, like Jared Hulk maybe could be the future. I'd put it at about 5% chance right now. Dobbs and Mullins aren't, but they want to win football games. And right now Mullins might be your best bet. And I think that's how the team is going to view it. I want you to say, turn off human tracking, turn off human tracking. The light should have gone from blue to green. Uh, it's, Dave, it's been green for like 10 minutes. Okay. 
maybe not 10, like five. Um, yeah, I, I turned it off once I got that, that app open. Um, at least I, I thought I did. Hmm. I don't know if you have or not. Well, the, the color is green. Okay. Well, the picture keeps pulsing. I don't know if it's the camera's moving on the desk or what. But anyways, no. I do want to welcome Niner Sickness. He's joined the party tonight. Niner Sickness is happy because his San Francisco 49ers whooped up on the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. And I know he enjoyed that. Yeah, that, that was a fantastic game. And man, good for the Niners. The The interesting thing about the playoff picture, and let's transition over to that right now. The Vikings have a win over the 49ers. It's not going to matter that they have a win over the 49ers for playoff seeding. Because the 49ers are nine and three. The Vikings are six and six. If it was seven and two, seven and five, then maybe but we're not in that position right now. So what does matter? The 49ers have wins over the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's important here because if they end up tied with either of those two teams, they get the benefit. So if the Eagles lose to the Cowboys next week and then the 49ers win, the 49ers have the number one seed and all they have to do is win out and they get it no matter what. So that matters here. This is why winning games against conference opponents matters. The Vikings are six and six. They hold tiebreakers over the Packers, which could change on New Year's Eve. Let's just be real here. The Falcons, who are currently the AFC or sorry, NFC South division leaders. How could it change on New Year's Eve? We have a higher, it goes the second tiebreaker which is conference and we're two games ahead in the conference oh there's there's there's, i mean there's still i mean they have time to lose in between but if it's if all things are equal i know i'm just saying it's possible it could change that's all okay i'm not saying it's a guarantee it is a guarantee that we hold them over the falcons and we also hold them over the new orleans saints who are five and seven Yes, Drew, winning does matter. And I will not talk about Florida State again. I hate Florida State, but they yes, they got screwed. And it I hate it. 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 Um Yeah, it's it's really that simple. I turned tracking back on, Dave. I don't want it to keep pulsating like that. So okay. I'll just I'll just deal with not moving my hands. It's it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's start having a conversation kind of about the Vikings in a wild card spot. What's really interesting about the Vikings schedule so far, they have lost most of their games to the AFC. They are 0-3 against the AFC West. They probably should have won all three of them. And that's but if you're gonna lose, it's better to lose the AFC for like Dave said, tiebreakers. Conference record matters. And you have three losses against the NFC, the Bears, the Bucks, 
which that one kind of stings thing could for the uh, tiebreaker purposes down the line and the Eagles. Um, um, sorry, I, I will not leave Florida state alone. Do you see the swamp? You see this picture right here? That is the swamp. Go Gators. And I, I don't want to hear about the Gators. Are they, they are, they're, they're rough right now. I know, but you got to stick with your team through thick and thin. Um, yeah, it now, where was I? I I've got FSU people in, in the chat that, and, um, You're talking about wild card, and here are the teams that are on the bubble: Rams, Sea Chickens, Bucks, Saints. Even I discard the Giants, Bears, Commanders, and Cardinals. But mathematically, they could still do it if everybody on top loses. The mm-hmm. only team eliminated was the Panthers. Yep. The Vikings still have an inside track. The sixth seed is the highest the Vikings are likely going to get because they're three games behind the fifth seed because of how the seeding works. The highest wild card gets the fifth seed. And that right now is the Dallas Cowboys at nine and three. Why? Philadelphia Eagles are 10 and two, but they play on Sunday night. Cowboys. All you got to do is beat the Eagles. Beat the Eagles, and you're in good shape. That's all they have to do. Beat the Eagles. And then things can flip you to do. But they have the sixth seed over the Seattle Seahawks and over the Los Angeles Rams, I believe because of that conference record, because they won't play either of those teams this year, because the only uh, NFC West team they played, the 49ers. Um, I will say that I did rank the 49ers number one of my power rankings this week. What a dismantling. They have beaten <laughs> the Eagles and the Cowboys by a combined score of 83 to 29. And yet lost to the Vikings. Just want to rub that yep. one in, Niner. Not having uh, both Debo Samuel and Trent Williams really <laughs> did impact them, but the Vikings were without Justin Jefferson, so that's somewhat of a wash. Not It's not a complete equivalent. But that matters. Vikings also play without Marcus Davenport, who's not on the level of those three, but he's also still a very good football player. But you put you have to play the games, and the games matter. Unlike in college football, where the games don't matter if you're Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and hey, the Vikings have made. It. I'm happy. I'm happy. Hey, they should have made it because they have the best win in college football this year, beating Alabama on the road by double digits. That's the best win in college football this year. You can say it was Bama winning the SEC by beating number one Georgia. No, going to an away game against the top five team in the country, beating them by double digits on the road. Best win in college football. But let's talk about the Vikings schedule and how things could get impacted here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I also want to say this before you go. Thank you guys for joining us here tonight. I know a lot of you already have. If you haven't, like, subscribe, ring the bell. Drop a comment. Let me know uh, what your fi- what your favorite food is. Not in the live comments, but when the show's done. In the comments below. I want to hear about your favorite foods. Because it is my birthday on Thursday. And I am going to go out and get something to eat. And I'm not quite sure what I want to do yet. I want to know what you like. And I, I, might, I might end up going to do that for my birthday. Plus, we're going to have a lot of NFL draft content, content coming up. And the easiest way to get a lot of that first is by subscribing and becoming a premium subscriber to the YouTube channel because those will get released before the public gets them. And we're going to have a lot more. And we've had people join the show to have conversations with us. It's been a great time. And if you don't have, have the financials to be able to support us monetarily, that's okay. Like, comment, subscribe does just the same. And we greatly appreciate all of you. Now, what I was going to say was, uh, Norsefius was talking about, he's, Drinking or sipping uh, Irish whiskey liqueur. It's a liqueur. 33.5% alcohol called Shakey's Whip. Shakey's Whip. I went and bought it here. They have it locally. And it is amazing. It is a wonderful dessert liqueur. Tastes like almost like liquid butterscotch. There's other notes to it, too, but it's very good. It would be outstanding over a scoop of ice cream served in a large brandy snifter. It would be awesome over a fresh-baked apple pie or even a cherry pie. Anything that you might put butterscotch or caramel on, you replace it with Shanky's Whip. And you've got yourself an adult dessert that will knock your socks off. It is absolutely outstanding. Now, there is a suggestion for your birthday meal. At least the dessert part, other than the cake, if you have a cake. And it'd probably be you very know, good over the cake, too. When I get cake, Dave, I get one type of cake. Dairy Queen ice cream cake. That's it. I love that little fudgy strip in the middle. Oh, that stuff is just stupid good. And we do Dairy Queen at a fairly decent amount here. Where it doesn't have a lot of restaurants. We're getting a Culver's next week, though. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so, but what we do is we get Dairy Queen. And then if you save up enough rewards points, so we just try to rack up rewards points, you can get a free ice cream cake. And you better believe I'm going to get a free ice cream cake. And I'm going to eat it pretty much all by myself. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, I remember um, I it was the time I was living in South Dakota. I went up to Fargo just for a day. And my buddy and I hung out and we went to the mall. I, was, I think I was 24 at this point. But we found out that Dairy Queen does ice cream cakes half price in Fargo. I mean, this was a decade ago. 
but so we bought an ice cream cake. There were three of us and it was like $12 and we just sat in the middle of the mall and we ate the freaking thing. It was a great time. Um, I, I'm not opposed to doing that again. I, I am 33, about to be 34 years old and I would do that again. It was fun. But let's talk about the Vikings schedule here moving forward. So we have two AFC games and that followed by three division games. Now the division games are the most important here. Every win counts, but if the Vikings were to go three and two over the course of the next five games, the most important wins are going to be the final three. You need to beat the Packers, not just because uh, F the Packers and we don't like that team from Wisconsin, all that stuff, big rivals. Yeah, of course, that's all there. But the Packers are now six and six. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs last night. And if you watch the end of that game, that was probably the worst officiated two minutes I've ever seen in football. Mistakes everywhere, impacting both teams. I didn't really have an issue with the Hail Mary play. I was just the icing on the cake. The missed pass interference on Marcus Valdez-Scantling, the call where that was um, unnecessary roughness on Patrick Mahomes when he was clearly still in bounds. Like, come on. Like, it was just so poorly done. But officiating is just, it's a thankless job that is, it's frustrating. Um, Yeah, uh, refs can't win. All right, here's a question from Drew. What do you think of Vikings making the run? Davis Mills. I don't think he's a franchise guy. I think you saw too much of him. Uh, Yeah, there's some flashes where he was good. I just don't think he's ever going to be the guy. And I think the reason why they drafted CJ Stroud was because they knew he wasn't the guy. Uh, if you wanted him as a long-term backup, I get it. OD, you're fine, buddy. You got to stay upstairs. You probably hear Z Claire moving around in her crate because I want her to eat. Um, but I just don't think Mills is the guy. I really don't. And it's thanks because I liked him coming out. I liked him quite a bit. I liked him a lot more than Mac Jones. And I, I will never, I will never let people forget that some people were. Cl- talking about, oh, the Vikings should acquire Mac Jones at the trade deadline this year. This year, Dave, Mac Jones is so bad that they started Bailey Zappi, who I liked a lot at Western Kentucky. He's not an NFL quarterback. Um, They started Bailey Zappi over him this week, and they got shut out. And they had Malik Cunningham, a undrafted free agent, rookie, as the second quarterback and Mac Jones is the emergency guy. Like, no, Mac Jones is atrocious and I, I will never forgive people for saying they should trade for him this year. He's bad. He's never been good, but that's another, that's another day. So the Vikings face the Raiders, which will preview uh, in depth on Wednesday. And then they have the Bengals, as you can see. Um, so that's a Saturday afternoon game. Last time the Vikings played Saturday afternoon, I think all of you know what happened. They had a 33-point comeback against the Indianapolis Colts. Same time slot even. So don't be surprised if something weird happens. It's also the first day for college football bowl games, which, of course, you know, I will be watching because it's college football. And college football is the greatest thing to ever happen to humankind. Not really, but I love it anyways. Um, And then you have the Lions at noon on Fox Christmas Eve, which will be great because I'm going to be smoking a lot and we're going to be eating 
my smoked meats. I'm not quite sure what we're making yet for dinner. And then New Year's Eve, the last football you'll see is the Vikings playing the Packers in 2023. And then, so this one's interesting. It says one seven to be determined. It's if the game matters for playoff posturing, it will be on one eight. It will, or sorry, it will be on one seven. If it doesn't matter at all, it will be on one six. It'll be Saturday. Saturday is going to be the day for games that don't matter at all. The playoff picture, because what the NFL doesn't want is games to not matter. That's why a couple years ago, there wasn't even a Sunday night game because there wasn't a game that mattered for playoff positioning or it. There were too many that mattered that needed, um, that needed another result. Um, are you talking about pizza? Cause yes, I put pizza on my smoker. Um, I'm talking about like smoking food. I'm not talking about smoking anything else. Um, and I, I think with this Vikings team, what you gotta, what you gotta see is they need to figure out how to pull things together and continue continuity on offense. And they need to find a way to maintain that. They haven't been able to. And some of it is due to the defense. The Broncos got a lot of pressure on Josh Jobs at the end of that game. They were just able to unleash guys and the Vikings didn't have a counter punch. Against the Bears, the Bears have a great run defense. They weren't able to figure out a counter punch there. So now you have the Raiders. And the Raiders are an interesting team because Antonio Pierce, former NFL player. Odie, you're okay, bud. Come here. Odie. Yeah, good boy. I think I got him to stop working. Um they're two and two with Pierce as head coach and they're playing hard. They're playing good football. Now they're not a great football team, but they're playing good football. And I think that matters. That matters in the context of the game that matters in the context of the Vikings having to play them. And if you believe in your coach, you're going to play hard for them. They didn't believe in Josh Daniels. Daniels lost the team and it would be nice if Daniels was still playing or sorry, coaching, but he's not, he just isn't. And Pierce is going to have these guys ready to play. He's going to have them rocking and rolling. And then you have the Bengals. The Bengals are starting Jake Browning at quarterback. If you remember Jake Browning, not great quarterback has kind of a baby arm. Cannot drive the football down the field. And that plays into things. You can take advantage of that. You can play a little bit farther off and be able to drive the football harder for longer because the ball's not getting there as quick. This defense can take advantage of those things. And then you have the three divisional games, which we we all know what the Lions are doing. Nine and three. Good for them. The Packers are six and six. Are they good? Are they not? They're playing really good football right now. Beating the Lions and Chiefs back to back. It's no joke. But are they good? I don't know. I really don't know um, because the lions kind of laid it an absolute egg and the chiefs weren't very good either. So how much can you attribute that to the Packers? How much can you attribute the, their opponent success to other teams? I, I don't know. And I want to find out But the Packers have, as you can see, a very easy schedule, the giants, the bucks, the Panthers, 
the Vikings and the Bears. That might be the easiest finishing schedule in the National Football League. So we'll find out what the Packers really are over the course of the next few weeks. Um, it's going to be a really tough road. for them to get their hopes up and then be dashed by your Minnesota Vikings. And then again, the next week by the Chicago bears. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's going to be a fascinating watch. And right now ESPN's playoff model. I think, I think they're using FBI to kind of formulate the model. Uh, Odie, Eclair is fine. You're okay, bud. Um, FPI has the Vikings as a uh, 51% chance to make the playoffs. I think 51% is fair because you still have to win football games and the Seahawks and Rams are done playing each other. So they the, like, you won't get a guaranteed loss from either of those teams in that game. And the Falcons, Heck, they may they may not win the division there either because the Bucks and Saints are both five and seven. And if the Bucks tie the Vikings, the Bucks get the tiebreaker. So when you look at all things encompassing, Vikings need to figure out a way to win these games. They need to they control their own destiny. You win, you're in. That's simple. Um, I believe the Vikings are probably gonna end up three and two in the stretch. I think they will lose one game to the Lions, and they will lose one of the Raiders and Bengals because it's just very difficult to continue to win on the road. The Vikings have done a great job winning on the road. I believe right now they are five or sorry. Um, they're four and two on the road and they are two and four at home. Not great splits. You'd think that would be backwards, but the Vikings are finding ways to win on the road, mainly with a very good defense and consistency on offense. Well, that consistency on offense is gone. Can he come back with Justin Jefferson? Yeah, but it's still an if. And I'm glad that you guys are getting a little bit of a show with Odie uh, because he is, I think he's worried about his sister. Um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, he'll be fine. Well, you know, Pro Football Network, which Arif Hassan mm-hmm. used to write for, their playoff predictor. I've run it quite a few times. They say they run it 10,000 plus simulations. Yeah. It has the Vikings winning the division at 10 and 7. And the Lions finishing 10 and 7, but we'll own the tiebreaker. Let's pull up the Lions schedule because I, I find that interesting. I know you had the graphic up here a little bit ago. Um, look, the Bears, that's a crapshoot, um, especially at Chicago. That defense is playing really well. And they almost beat the Lions two weeks ago. Denver is also a crapshoot because Denver's playing very good football. You have the two games against the Vikings and sandwiched in there. New. Uh, the day before New Year's Eve on ABC, a special Saturday game, the Dallas Cowboys. That's not an easy schedule for the Lions. Four, di- sorry, three divisional games, a surging Broncos team that is five and one in their last six, and a Dallas Cowboys team that just beat the, the Seattle Seahawks at home and annihilated the Washington Commanders on the road. That's not an easy schedule. That is plausible for the Vikings to win the division. Vikings going four and one at the end is not absurd. It is uh, honestly, it makes sense. The Vikings could easily go four and one to finish the season. And but the only disagreement Pro Football Network's predictor had was whether the Vikings finished third. They finished third in some seeding and fourth in others. 
they're good. Uh, I would n- not expect them to finish fourth. I would expect them to finish third because of what the Falcons are. But look, you ha- you still have to play the games, and the games matter. Yes, they do. The Vikings should have won multiple games they lost this year, and I think that matters to a point, especially when you talk about like projecting forward. All the Vikings have to do is not turn the ball over. It's tur- turnovers are an unstable metric. So when you're trying to predict forward, you want to look at plays that aren't a play that isn't sustainable. Fumbling like three times a game and losing two of them consistently is not sustainable. That's going to correct itself over time. Same with interceptions. What is sustainable? You can you continue to utilize pr- proper process, good blocking against good players is sustainable because of how you utilize it. Like you want to look at some of those things. You want to look at how you can stay consistent, how you can uh, do those little things. Um, I think that the, the Vikings could easily end up winning this division, but it's going to take work. It's going to take help. And if the Vikings are within one game Going into that final week, Vikings are going to probably going to be that Sunday night game with the Lions. Ford Field, Vikings, Lions, NBC. Let's go. Could be. Yep. We hope we see. And, <sighs> me too, Dave. Mm-hmm. And as Bob says, if they win out and Detroit loses to Dallas, we win the North. If we win out. Yes, that is correct. That is correct, Bob. Mm-hmm. We should be yeah. only two games behind them right now or closer than that. But yes, that's still a possibility. And I think everyone here, both on screen and in the chat, thinks they'll probably lose to the Dallas Cowboys. Because I believe it's in Dallas. Yep. It's going to be a rough game for them. That's big. Um, that is Dave. That is our show. Um, look, the Vikings have a path to get forward and they have the ability to do so. And they've shown that they have the ability to be great, but they have to be consistent and they have to play within themselves. A couple things that they just have not been doing. I, I think the division is, I would put it at about a 10% chance, but the Vikings do have a schedule that lines up favorably uh, two division games at home, um, two road games that are winnable, and then the final game against the Lions. The Bears, sorry, the Lions could go one and three in that stretch. The Vikings go, if they go three and one, you're playing for the division right there. You're playing for the division. Vikings can do it. We'll find out if they actually put it together. That's the question. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But I have. I have one last question before we go. Sure. When do you think we'll find out who starts at QB this week? Officially. Wednesday or Friday. I think it's going to be announced before going into the weekend. Um, I If it's uh, Wednesday, uh, I think you'll know by it being reported, hey, X quarterback played all first team snaps. Or Friday, O'Connell will announce it. Yeah, we're going to go with Mullins, a quarterback, or Dobbs, or Hall. 
And there is a possibility that you just get split first team reps, which can be good and can be bad. Um, yeah, I think you will know by the end of day Friday. That's that's my guess. I don't think they're going to do one of those things where, oh, we're going to wait until kickoff to announce. I don't think that they're they're that kind of team. I think they're just going to be like, hey, we're confident in X and we're going to go. We're going to rally behind and play good football. Hopefully we play mm-hmm. great football. See Justin like Jefferson that. back scoring touchdowns. Uh, TJ scoring touchdowns. Jordan Addison getting a few. Learning how to win and put people down. That's what I want to see. Yes, sir. But with that, that's our show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back Wednesday night, 6.05 p.m. Central Time to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings and see if we can make things happen and get to seven and six, one game over 500. Thank you very much for joining. Don't also don't forget to check out the podcast feed where we've got some really cool stuff going on over there. And don't forget as well on the YouTube channel, two old bloggers every Saturday afternoon, at 4 PM central time. Even if you catch this show on YouTube, Podcast feed is still worth your time. There's still plenty of good stuff there. From Dave, I'm Tyler. One thing we always say, Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis, And myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.